Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. What up, folks? Welcome in. It is Live Bet Saturday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I am Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke alongside as well. Good morning, buddy. What's going on? Well, you know, uh, I heard you guys have been suffering with the weather a little bit out there in Vegas this past week. We had uh, we had some good stuff over here for once, JVT. 70 degrees this past week. Now we're getting kind of the uh, the bad part of it, but it's just bringing on the football weather. So uh, we're ready to go, baby. Looking forward to a great day. Yeah, I will say as somebody who was in New Jersey on Wednesday, Thursday, and friend flew oh, back right. yesterday, uh, I came and landed yesterday, and it was colder here than it was in New Jersey. So I was like, wow, this is uh, this is really this is really interesting. Planet's dying. It's no big deal. Uh, all right, we have a lot to get to. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned, but we are presented by BetMGM. I want to get that out there for everybody. Uh, over our friends over at BetMGM, I want to give them their due. Now, we have our games that are about to get started, of course, at the 9 a.m. Pacific time slot. And I have slated, I want to get your thoughts on this, Danny. I've kind of slugged, and we talked about this last Sunday when we were talking about the opening lines. I feel like this is situation weekend in college football. And what I mean by that is you have a lot of people who, if you're a situational handicapper, you're looking around this board and going, wow, I can circle like four, five, six, seven spots where situationally it doesn't seem like the best spot for that team. For example, let's start with the big game of the morning slate that you and I are going to watch. How LSU responds after upending Alabama last week, what is the look, what does it look like from a mental standpoint for LSU? Is this the letdown that many people expected to be? LSU right now, from a standpoint of at least uh, line-wise, closing in the range of about three and a half, depending on where you shop for your number. Actually, excuse me, I got this up to five, so probably some news that KJ Jefferson is not going to be available. Um, that probably comes down just a couple of minutes ago. So this is interesting because not only do you have an injury for uh, Arkansas at quarterback, which we'll get to my aspect on this. Uh, but the other thing is, when you look at it from LSU's standpoint, Danny, 
Is this a letdown spot, or is this just a spot in which the market's really overreacting to a big win for LSU the week before? It's really tough to gauge with Brian Kelly in his first year at LSU. I think if you had a tad bit more of a sample size, you'd get an idea, but I guess that's what makes it enticing to have this discussion about it in the first place. Look, I only would have bet Arkansas if I knew that KJ Jefferson was going to be 100% JVT. And now with this line movement, like you were saying, we're expecting him probably not to go if that's what the betting market is telling us. But here's the thing about LSU, too. I mean, a lot of people didn't think Brian Kelly would have success right away with the Tigers. He's kind of an easy guy to poke fun of, and rightfully so. He does some odd antics. But the dude knows how to coach football, and that was on display against Alabama last week. So I get the narrative kind of fading a team that just came off their peak, potentially, of their season. But then again, the other side is, well, maybe Brian Kelly's just that great of a coach. Maybe this team is actually a really solid squad. And if anything, you can get a buy-low spot on them. I didn't get invested in it, JVT, because I am curious to find it out myself. But I do kind of lean more to the side that LSU is a legit contending team. And then maybe you're getting a better price on them than you normally would. But again, it was kind of kind of shifty here with the whole Arkansas quarterback situation. Yeah, you know, and I actually I misread uh, a this market because uh, I took three and a half with Arkansas. I actually read a report that said that KJ Jefferson was trending towards playing. So uh, you always want to verify the information that's out there. And as noted by our producer, Elliot, and I saw this again, too. Does it seem like this is happening more this year, by the way, where teams are dressing guys and having them yes. go out onto the field, but then not warming up or not really playing just, I don't know, play the stupid game that they're playing? Um, so we'll see if that is going to be a, a very big mismatch here for Arkansas. But again, the news is that KJ Jefferson is not going to play. LSU is going to close here in the range of about a five-point favorite, and we'll see in the moments leading up whether or not this thing is going to move even more. The other situation, actually, actually a couple this morning, um, what do we make of Tennessee, and what do we get out of Tennessee here? They're going to close about a 19-point favorite against Missouri. This could be a letdown after a loss, but here's the thing, Danny, they're still alive in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, you really can't afford to have that if you're Tennessee, and I don't think they necessarily will because at least you get this game at home, and you just realize how great of a team Georgia is when they really want to hammer it down. They're capable of doing so. So if you're the Volunteers, I don't think you feel completely diminished after that loss because, like you said, I mean, the gates are completely wide open, especially after Alabama lost to LSU. The thing about Missouri is, and it's always kind of funny, I mean, our producer Elliot went there, I have a bunch of buddies who went there, and it, they're a very easy target a lot of times, but they are one of the more infuriating programs when it comes to football, and that's coming from someone who went to Nebraska. We're pretty much mono mono in that category. But, like, Missouri will keep getting everybody's hopes up, all their fans' hopes up, and find another incredible way to lose a game. Like, they may keep this thing close till the very end, and Tennessee may be within covering toward the end of the game, but that's what kind of scares me about this spot is because Mizzou somehow finds a way, more often than not this season, it appears, to make it competitive until it isn't. But, uh, look, Mizzou's defense can be okay from time to time, but remember when we thought L uh, Tennessee would have that, I forgot who it was, maybe Kent State or something like that. I, maybe it wasn't, mm -hmm. but they were playing or Western Kentucky. I, I don't know. They had some game where we're like, well, maybe after beating Alabama, it'll be a letdown, and they just went out there and smacked them. I think that could be the case here, too. Tennessee you, isn't going to be walking into this one lazily. Are you referencing the powerhouse of UT Martin, the Skyhawks? There you that go. That's the about? one. <laughs> Let's have some respect for the program, <laughs> How could please. I forget? Of course. Um, all right, the other spots. And again, 
we're just kind of rolling through. We'll give you these closing numbers, but I do think it's interesting because these situational handicappers that are out there are probably looking their chops at a lot of these. For Again, Notre Dame on the road against Navy, right? What does Notre Dame do after scoring their biggest win of the season in blowout fashion? And then not even only that, Danny, because it's not only challenging to you know get a big win, then hit the road, but then you hit the road against an option team, which is always a pain in the rear end for some of these squads. So you look at it now. And again, we're looking at the screen. You know, I've got about like Navy 17, I think, is what we're looking at with BetMGM. Is the closing number 16 and a half? So there was that little late push, 17, the closing number over at BetMGM. But this is, again, not only situationally a tough spot for Notre Dame, but the opponent presents a lot of challenges for you as well, given, you know, look, they've played Navy consistently, but only having a week to prepare for the option is always going to be something that is a little bit of a challenge. Man, here we go again with Notre Dame. Like, the opposite side always seems more enticing, yet the couple of times I've wanted and did fade Notre Dame, it hasn't come through. And Navy, again, catching 17 or even 16 and a half. There are some 17s out there, but it, that would seem like the right play here for the points that you just made. As bad as Navy can be and has been, there's still a tricky out, and it's still a familiar opponent with Notre Dame going against Navy. So, I wouldn't. I, I just don't see how you're comfortable laying so much with Notre Dame in any situation. I understand that they have exceeded in some spots. You know, take for example the Clemson game this past week. But mm-hmm. now laying 17 again, situationally after the big win, preparing for a unique offense and a team overall that does understand what your philosophy is for the most part. That would be a tough sell for me to want to go in the Fighting Irish. So if I had to do anything, I would take it with Navy. But I think i got to stay away from Notre Dame games for a little bit, JVT. It's been rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, same here. As somebody who uh, bet, bet Clemson last week, I can totally speak to that, uh, as I believe you did too. All right, a couple of other closing numbers here to get to. It's an interesting morning slate. Again, we're talking more about teams coming off of some interesting performances and or results and how they respond subsequently. You know, For example, this Illinois team, who took one on the chin against Michigan State. I still believe in this team defensively. I think there were some red zone issues for them last week. Uh, Right now, Purdue is already inside the 30-yard line, but they got a third and about five or six, so we'll see what they can do against this Illinois defense. But I'm interested in what Illinois does because – Really, in the grand scheme of things, Illinois has everything still going for them, right? Like, they can still win their division. They can still move on to a Big Ten championship game. Uh, It's not a team that thought of itself as a contender. So that loss against Michigan State is nowhere near the backbreaker that some of these other losses could be perceived to be or wins. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. And you really think about what their expectations were coming into this season. It wasn't being this good, at least from the outside perspective. And when you have a team like Illinois that – kind of virtually just flips the script in terms of their success. You're almost due to lose a game like that where at that point in the season you think you wouldn't, but you do. Just like when you beat some opponents you didn't think you were going to and you did, it kind of evens out to some capacity, and that was for Illinois losing to Michigan State. I do like the fighting Illini in this game, JVT, because Purdue's defense is just absolute trash all around. So Chase Brown should be able to have a great game. But the six, six and a half spot wasn't quite tempting. So now that we're seeing Purdue marching down the field, and this was kind of my thought going into it, I was going to wait to see if I could get a better number on Illinois because I do think they'll come over the top at some point in this game. I'm just not that comfortable banking on them to win by a touchdown. I think their defense will make the necessary stops as it looks like uh, they just did as Purdue was driving. But then you're assuming that Chase Brown and this Illinois offense could be kind of methodical and really wind down the clock and control possession in the second half. So I will wait to see if I can get a tad bit of a better number on the Illini and then maybe look to attack them at that point. And as you kind of alluded to as well, Aiden O'Connell's not really been playing that well. Like it's been the the, uh, quarterback play for Purdue overall just hasn't been 
uh, we'll call it top notch. So all these all these teams are on the field at this point right now. Some of the other games that we'll note in terms of closing numbers, uh, Kentucky is going to close as a 17-point favorite at home against Vanderbilt. That total is going to close 45.5, pretty much exactly in line with where it opened. Oklahoma, West Virginia, uh, the Mountaineers. And this was one game, Danny, that I had circled but ultimately did not bet. West Virginia defensively kind of scared me off. We saw what happened against TCU a couple of weeks ago when I was on the Mountaineers. This is going to close 8.5 with a total of 68.5. I feel like I can believe in West Virginia to a certain extent offensively, especially against Oklahoma's defense, that I don't think has shown real improvement as the season has gone along, and the market would say so too. They're coming off of 9 to 8.5. Not really the most keyish of numbers, so we'll see if maybe a better in-game opportunity presents itself there. Liberty and UConn on the field right now as well. Uh, that one is going to close. I've got on my screen Liberty as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite over at BetMGM with a total of 45. And I'll stop here. I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, what do we make of Michigan State Rutgers? You're my Big Ten guy. Michigan yeah. State's a 10-point favorite, total of 41. A relatively big win for Michigan State over Illinois. I don't think it would be a letdown by any sense. Uh, but coming into a Rutgers a team against Rutgers, that's Rutgers have been plucky in certain situations. Laying 10 with Michigan State, given what we know about how bad they can be defensively, is a very interesting number to me. Yeah, I, I honestly did look at this game a little bit, and taking the points with Rutgers was certainly the more tempting side in this game, but you still get vintage Rutgers where you just don't know what they're going to bring offensively. And Michigan State can sneak out some games, but they've only been doing it against top opponents, so I would have only looked toward Rutgers. All right, we'll take our break. We'll come back. We'll go over some of the best uh, bet games later on the card. Alabama on the road against Ole Miss. How do they handle this after Nick Saban's coming out and saying, we got to get guys to play for their draft status? We'll answer that question and more. It's Live Bet Saturday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Don't go anywhere. we got a lot of stuff going on. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my, my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. College basketball underway, folks. Now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. Over 400 pages is our biggest betting guide even uh, ever with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoos-Peterson and Matt Humans, provide their predictions for win totals, future conference champions, tournament teams, and breakdowns of all 60 coaching changes since last season. Only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now. 99 bucks gets VEASAN Pro access. Everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I have some words in there as well on the West Coast Conference and the Mountain West Conference. So uh, very good, very good missive that you want to check out. I got into it a little bit uh, on my trip. All right. We have a couple of things to get to from a scoring standpoint. Oh, wait, no, it's kind of boring at this point right now. Not much going on. I will say there is one score to update, Danny. Notre Dame, we talked about them a little bit. They are now 21.5-point favorites in-game with a total of 44.5 because they take their opening drive down for a touchdown. So a 7 nothing lead for the Irish up on top of Navy. That is about 11 minutes left to go in the first quarter. And also a 6-3 lead for Vanderbilt, who I believe just punched it in. Uh, Kentucky gets a field goal early, but then it does look like a uh, a score here for Vandy. I will double-check and make sure if that is the scoring order. But regardless, it is a 6-3 game, and we are waiting for, it seems, an extra point here on a touchdown for Vanderbilt. So I'll give you an up game, uh, in-game update there. And Virginia Tech, sizable underdog against Duke. They are three-and-a-half-point underdogs now as they get an early touchdown, 7 nothing Virginia Tech, with about 11 minutes left to go in the first. And as we talked about ad nauseum, I think, on this show, but very much worth pointing out again, a team like Virginia Tech-Duke, Danny, when you're talking about a spread that closes 10 in a total of 49-and-a-half or 50-and-a-half, depending on where you shop, but Duke, a very big favorite. It's not surprising to see these teams, their scripted drives, have success early on. If you liked Duke but didn't want to get in on the number, it would provide you an opportunity here to get in at a much cheaper price as opposed to nine and a half, ten, in which it closed. Yeah, for sure. And hey, another score really quick, because uh, I like to update you on the Big Ten. Illinois, after stopping Purdue 
They go down. Huge drive. Chase Brown punches it in for six. They tack on the extra point. They're up 7 nothing early over Purdue. Uh, I, of course, don't have the in-game numbers here in Illinois, which is always a bummer. But uh, I'll let you take care of business on that one. But big statement with Illinois stopping Purdue after they looked like they had some of the momentum on that scripted first drive. And, look, uh, you can't get Illinois the lead early because now their defense is just going to contain you and they'll keep running the ball. So I'm not saying it's over for Purdue, but if Aiden O'Connell can't link with his receivers down deep, it's going to be a long day for him. Illinois is a 12.5 point favorite in game now with a total of 47.5. And, a half. and uh, Ohio State up 6 nothing over Indiana early on here. Of course, we watched the, the Buckeyes kind of struggle around in a, um, a hurricane, I guess you want to call it, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> pretty crappy uh, weather for Ohio State, but ultimately they get it done against Northwestern. They're now up 6 nothing over Indiana, as is Tennessee. Not over Indiana. Uh, up 6 nothing over Missouri as we get a touchdown run as we speak. So Tennessee responding strong, small into the end zone for a 6 nothing lead for the Volunteers, and we'll give you in-game updates as those come along. Ohio State, for example, now a 42.5-point favorite, total of 62.5. Can I interest you in the Hoosiers there? Uh, and then Tennessee, uh, from an in-game standpoint, will give you an update as it goes along. All right. So with that, we'll update two really quickly before we get to the big game in the SEC. Uh, LSU, we saw Jaden Daniels throw a really weird interception. It looked like it was like a pump fake that got out of his hands, or I don't even know what you want to call it. It definitely wasn't like a bad read. It was just a weird throw. Mm -hmm. uh, Arkansas does nothing with it, though. They punt it right back, so LSU has the ball back at about their own 30-yard line, and they have a third and about seven as Daniels is taken down in a sack. So third and seven for LSU as they are trying to get their first points on the board. The news here for those who are just joining us, KJ Jefferson not getting the start today due to injury. All right, Alabama on the road against Ole Miss. I'll just ask you, Danny, what mindset are you at here with Alabama? You know, I have an opinion myself, but what do you make of the Crimson Tide just overall as they head into this road spot against Ole Miss? Are you of the mindset that, hey, this is going to be a bloodletting. Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide are going to be ready to go coming off of a loss, and they're going to take out all their frustrations on Ole Miss. Or are you more in my camp where I'm like, you know, maybe this Alabama team just wasn't as good as we expected them to be at the beginning of the season, and we have multiple points of data that show that at this point. It's the latter for me because that was my first instinct thinking, yeah, Nick Saban's going to bounce back after these performances that he's had. But like you mentioned, we have seen time and time again where they cannot be trusted in these spots. Maybe they're just not that good. And they're showing this us on a pretty weekly basis right now. So, uh, no, I am not eager to lay double digits on the road with Alabama against Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss right now. And I get that Ole Miss has, well, not even regressed. I mean, they only have the one loss. But I, I guess performance-wise and statistically on the defensive side of the ball, they have shown some regression and they barely got by Texas A&M. I understand that, but you are getting Ole Miss off of by Alabama with a devastating loss that they all know now took them out of the college football playoff virtually. So yeah, I, I could see more of the, the temptation going with Ole Miss right now, JBT, because Ole Miss, I, I mean, technically, they, wouldn't you argue they have more life than Alabama, especially if they beat Alabama to make it further in a better bowl position? Is that crazy to think that? No, I don't think so, especially if they score a win here against Alabama. Yeah. Like they're, in, they're very much in position to do that. They've also had extra time to get ready. Ole Miss has, right? We haven't seen him since their win, as you see the schedule there, on the road against Texas A&M. So a guy like Kiffin getting a little bit of extra time to prepare for an opponent is always going to help, and an opponent that I'm sure he probably cares about playing against. Um, yeah. But how about these numbers? And th these are the things that you kind of touched on when it comes to Alabama uh, overall. Going back to last season, 
The team is now five and seven against the spread in true road spots. They are one and three against the spread in true road games this year. Uh, we have seen consistently now these road spots have really, like, really. They've just struggled in these road spots, we'll put it frankly, right? We have the road spot against Texas this season. The road game against Tennessee, they lose outright. They lose outright on the road against LSU. And we know that against Arkansas, they really started to pull away. Arkansas was inside that number for a good chunk of that game. This has kind of been the deal here for Alabama. And I don't know if it's like Nick Saban and Alabama taking a step back or that the college football talent is just everywhere now at this point. There's a lot of good talent, and it's not the easy run that it used to be for Nick Saban, and the coaching has gotten better in the conference as well. So I'm, I'm really curious see what the market does with this number. Again, when we're looking at it from the standpoint of like where we're at from a number standpoint, uh, before the game begins later today, Alabama 11.5 with a total of 64.5 over at MGM. We saw it open 10.5, and, and it's kind of just been floating around there. I'm curious to see what the market does because 11.5 is kind of dead. But I'll tell you this. I'm hoping, Danny, for win coin toss Alabama first score, then maybe come in on something a little yeah. over 14 because I, I do think Ole Miss will be pretty alive here. But let me tell you, because it's not just everything perfect for Ole Miss, the one thing that just bothered me about the Rebels is that their defense has not really been that great. We've seen it multiple times this season uh, in which it popped up and uh, did not look very good. They come into this game right now 96th in terms of EPA per play defensively. If there was something that was going to screw Ole Miss in this game, it would be a defense that at times has not been able to stop a nosebleed, to use a cliche. I'm right there with you with that in-game strategy. I think that's the best way to go about it. And it's funny you bring that up because I was going to uh, ask you about the total. I know you're not enamored with betting totals, but we see this at, what, like 64, 65, right in that range, 64, and the hook is available too. What do you think the nature of this style is going to be? Because Alabama's defense, look at their last two road games. I mean, they gave up, what, 32 to LSU, 52 to Tennessee. And then you could go to Arkansas. They gave up 26. But like Ole Miss, offensively, they're still putting up over 37 points a game. And again, you've had more time to prepare. And Alabama is a little bit vulnerable on the road. And then conversely, Ole Miss defense has certainly regressed. I mean, he gave up 28 to Texas A&M and then 45 to LSU. And even Auburn was able to put up 34 against you. Like Vanderbilt was getting up there. So uh, what would you be tempted with here with the total? Do you think it could be closely played and you'd look to the under? Or is it going to be kind of a vintage shootout between these teams? I mean, I tend to go a little chalky here and think this might be a higher scoring game, given what we know about both teams. I mean, even look like Jackson Dart this year, he's been a relatively solid guy in terms of throwing the ball deep, and we've seen that's kind of been an issue for Alabama secondary. Uh, 16 of 46 on throws, 20 or more yards downfield. A, a PFF passing rate of 77.4 for Dart. It's really good. Only three turnover-worthy plays. Um, this is a guy that I think can press it downfield if that's going to be part of the game plan. And they are both two teams. Uh, I think especially Alabama might want to shift to this a little bit more to help out. Uh, Bryce Young, but I think you're going to see a little bit more of the ground game for both these teams. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a low-scoring game. Ground games, especially in college football, can be very explosive and can set up a lot of stuff uh, for these teams in terms of downfield passing attacks. I tend to think that this is going to be a higher-scoring game, and especially, too, with my mindset. I feel like if Ole Miss is going to be competitive, this probably lends itself to be a higher-scoring game, right? Yeah, you would have to think so, because if Alabama's going to get their own, then Ole Miss is going to have to play keep up, and it's going to be one of those back-and-forth type of battles. And then you also have to factor in, you talk about running the ball. I mean, the clock stops for a brief period of time when you get a first down. So if they can move the ball, it doesn't matter if it's in the air or on the ground. If it's moving, it's moving, and that's probably going to lead to a higher-scoring game. So it's been a rough start in the first two drives uh, for LSU, a turnover, then a punt after a uh, – 
a non-play on third and 12. I think it was a sack, if I remember correctly, of Daniels. Regardless, they give it back to Arkansas and the Razorbacks inside LSU territory. We'll call it about the 44-yard line of LSU. You know, I heard a ridiculous note, and I don't read really ridiculous as dumb, uh, but the Cover 3 podcast, which is one I enjoy over on CBS, they had a great note that apparently it is the start of modern gun hunting season out in Arkansas and that people don't enjoy or excuse me, the team doesn't enjoy playing on this Saturday because that means less people show up because they're all going out hunting. Um, it seems like a very good home environment, but if that's actually the yeah. case, that is the most Southern thing I've ever heard in my life, and I <laughs> kind of love it. All right, we'll take our break. we got plenty left to get to in the world of college football today. Uh, on the other side, we continue our big game breakdowns, including the Sharps' infatuation with Texas. Does it pay off again here today against TCU? This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back, Live Bet Saturday here on VSIN. Jonathan Von Tobel and Danny Burke, who is now verified on Twitter because he spent the $8, is alongside as well. I made that up. That's a completely, uh, it's a completely false accusation. I don't know if that's actually the case. Uh, a reminder for all you, too, by the way website up on vsin.com, absolutely tremendous. One of my favorite articles uh, that goes up regularly. The Sharp Roundtable, where Adam Burke talks to a couple of sharp betters in the world of college football and gets their thoughts on it. This week, it was actually uh, Brad Powers and Thor Nystrom, and Thor's going to join us a little bit later today, so that's going to be worth uh, bringing up again. But we have plenty of great content up on the website. That article that I just mentioned, by the way, free. How about that? You don't got to be a pro subscriber, so check that out. Why don't you read it, and if you like it, sign up, be a pro subscriber today. And if you're not, and I get a little birdie told me that you can just click on a pro article, and you get like five of them for free before you got to sign up, so... Still, check it out, vcin.com. Uh, all right, Danny, I have two questions for you uh, that I would like your help on. The first is, are you really going to spend the $8 to get verified? <laughs> not, not at this okay. moment, JVT. Right. I'm riding solo for the time being. Yeah, all right. But I, I got to keep up to your level of stature, so at some point I may have to. I'm spending the money, baby. No, I'm not. Uh, all right. <laughs> the other question for you is, do you like this pro tip? Uh, if you, like a team at a pregame line just under a key number, considering waiting to bet in-game after the live line has crossed the key number, right? We talked about Alabama and Ole Miss and the fact that maybe you just sit around and wait and if Alabama gets an opening drive score, field goal, touchdown, Maybe you get something just over a key number with Ole Miss, a 14 and a half, whatever it is, and you can come back and bet Ole Miss after an opening drive score from Alabama as opposed to taking kind of a deadish 11 and a half and sitting around waiting for whatever that thing is going to end up on. Yeah, thousand percent. We look to do that every single week. And I mean, talk about favorites too on the other side of it. If they're like in this situation with Illinois, I mean, unfortunately they scored first, but they were like six, six and a half point favorites. And yeah, you're under the key number of seven, but I ideally would want to get them under the key number of three if I think it could be a closely played game that may be a back and forth type of effort. And we've also tried to do that and have done it with Ohio State plenty of times where they've been playing it close. So that's really my favorite live betting strategy to do and probably the one you should look to do more often than not. Uh, again, you have your preconceived notions. You understand where the lines close that monitor it closely and then see if you could get the better side. But it's not just an automatic play if it gets there. You still got to realize the nature of the game and what's been kind of happening with both teams and looking at the in-depth stats, as you and I do a lot, like if there was a fluky play or turnovers. But overall, that's the best strategy to uh, implement for in-game betting. Dallin Hayden into the end zone for Ohio State. So they are up on top 13 nothing 
over Indiana. I believe the extra point was missed. So we'll give you an update because poor Ohio State, I guess this is what happens. You know about this in the Midwest. Um, you just cannot get consistent in good weather out there. No, the extra point is good. So I don't know what the score was showing me up on the TV screen. 14 nothing. They are 45.5-point favorites with a total of 64.5. Can I interest you in Indiana plus 45.5 in-game? No, okay. no chance. All right, all right, all right. And you know why? Because, well, Indiana's just terrible. But you almost feel like Ohio State, after everything that's happening, ha- like they can't get complacent anymore. And I know that their last game was dealt with all that weather. And the Penn State game was kind of close, too close for comfort. Then they broke out. But I feel like Ohio State's got – Not like a chip on their shoulder, but a little bit to prove now. Same with C.J. Stroud, who has not been padding the stats as much and maybe losing his Heisman spot to Hooker over at Tennessee. So I think they got a little incentive going forward. Uh, The the, uh, first half number, if you're so interested, Indiana catching 28.5 live in-game in that matchup. All right, the other question I wanted to ask you, as by the way, we should note uh, that this pops up across my screen, and uh, this is a little lopsided early. Uh, Pitt has a 21-7 lead over Virginia right now. So they are all over uh, the Cavs. But the question I wanted to ask you uh, was referencing my essentially bad bet, uh, misreading a uh, some reports out there that I thought K.J. Jefferson was going to be out there. Not that I actually really think there's a massive difference uh, between an inj- uh, injured K.J. Jefferson and his backup, but I do think you know, when you're taking three and a half and a number that closes five, not the best situation. From an in-game standpoint, we are back to the pre-flop number of three and a half, and right now this LSU offense still having some trouble. They're inside their own 15-yard line right now trying to get something going offensively. You see the in-game number there, 3.5 minus 120, total of 51.5. We'll see if this LSU offense can kind of get it into gear on the road, uh, but how should I handle this? Maybe we can ask um, a couple of our guests later today too as this goes along. We're still sitting on this pre-flop number, but I wonder if I should try to get off of a bad pre-flop bet. Uh, Arkansas is playing relatively well, and as I say that, the ball is loose, and I think Arkansas just jumped on it, and they might have it on the LSU 10-yard line. So you're in an interesting spot because obviously the Razorbacks are looking good right now. And like you're saying, it looks like they did get it. But how long are they going to be able to sustain it with their backup? And how long can they contain LSU? Or how many more times is LSU going to continue to turn the ball over? So from an objective standpoint, from someone who has not gotten involved, I'm kind of waiting to see what this number is going to be after this to maybe jump in on LSU. But if I'm you right now, uh, JVT, I don't know, man. I I think you so, kind of stand pat at, at for the time being. So this is what I this is what I'm going to do is LSU right now in game is a one and a half point favorite, um, and you're laying minus one twenty five. You want to take one and a half. I um, and this is clearly what I think I should do. I want an Arkansas touchdown here. I would like a ten nothing yeah. lead for Arkansas and see what the market does after that and maybe get something on LSU because I think you're right and you hit the greatest point. We talk about this all the time with these live shows, Danny. Think about the nature of these turnovers for LSU right now. First, it's a it's a really weird interception that none of us, as we sp- talked about, could really explain what was going on. And it looked like the ball just slipped out of Daniel's hands. And then you have a fumble, which tend to get pretty random in terms of those who recover those fumbles. I would say that if you're going to hold, especially if you're going to hold LSU to six, LSU uh, or excuse me, uh, Arkansas to six, you're going to be pretty live. A pretty good run there for Arkansas. They're going to be down to the two yard line with a second and goal. But down 10 nothing, it's obviously not the most insurmountable lead here for LSU. But the way you put yourself in that hole. It's kind of random to a certain extent, and that's going to be something that I think is going to work in LSU's favor if they're going to come back in this game. Yeah, what do you think about the total also, assuming they punch this in? If this kind of shoots up a little bit, uh, what did this total – did this total close at like 54 in the hook? Because that's what we're seeing at least on the live line. But 
if LSU's climbing back in this game and you think they will make it close, well, then their defense is going to have to step up. And the way their offense has looked, it hasn't been explosive plays, so maybe they'll be taking more of their time to kind of make up some successful drive. So I, I don't know. I think this could maybe be closely played. I, I'm not sure if it could end in a shootout, but just curious if you had any interest there, depending on what happened. I would tend to lean under the total close 58 and a half preflop um, okay. for, uh, for this game. And I, like, I haven't really, Arkansas has not looked that great offensively. Like here we are again, they get a good run down to the two and then they're stuffed on subsequent plays. Yeah. It's a fourth and goal. So they're, I mean, look, I think if you're a team in Arkansas's position, the way that your defense has played, you're going to get a fourth and goal here from like the two or the three. I would say you attempt to go for it and try to get into the end zone and take a 10-0 lead as an underdog. Uh, that's just the way that I would think about these. Um, and even if you don't get it, you're pinning LSU the two-yard line. They've done nothing offensively. And um, it looks like that is going to potentially be the case as it looks like they're putting their offense out there on the field. Uh, regardless, though, from an in-game standpoint, this has led to Arkansas now being favored at home, minus one and a half. Not exactly what I really wanted from a number standpoint. I wanted something a little bit more key there, but Arkansas is going to go for it here on a fourth and goal. We'll see if they get it, but the touchdown would be optimal here for me, and they're not going to get it. Man. And so I was going to say, too, I, does that almost give you, again, this is from kind of just an outside perspective, that would give you a little bit more uh, conviction to go with LSU getting that huge stop. Like Arkansas completely could have swung this game in their direction with two costly mistakes. And they didn't get anything out of it. I think it's a right call going for it. But, yeah. I mean, LSU, yeah, their offense has not looked great. But, man, I mean, they're in their own territory. If they start moving, you're not going to get as good of a number. Maybe now would be the time to jump in on LSU, JBT. So here's my my thought right now as we've watched this transpire. What I think I'm going to do and as what I think would happen, um, I'm not going to do anything now. Given the field territory right now or the position, I should say, for LSU, it is very likely they're going to punt the ball back to Arkansas. True. Uh, I'm going to sit back and hope that they exchange possess, uh, possessions here one more time, and then maybe I can get this number to do something. Because, I mean, it does look like potentially something's going to happen. I watched just the screen right now. Is that a real jump that just jumped up to three and a half in favor of Arkansas? So, yeah, that is uh, that might be a big play coming. But generally, the live market's not that far ahead of the TV. Yeah, we'll see. So LSU a three and a half point favor with a total of 48 and a half. All right. We will watch this in interest. I bet these for you guys. You know what I mean? One of the morning sweat. <laughs> we got to do this and we do it together. Notre Dame up 14, nothing right now over Navy. Um, that was one that I had circled, but ultimately did not play. Very glad because it's a good start for the Irish. They're a 25 and a half point favorite in game with a total of 46 and a half Ohio state. Um, I don't know what happened. They just scored a touchdown and now they're in the end zone again. Uh, it is a 20 nothing lead for Ohio State. Now 21 nothing is way for an in-game number in their matchup here with Indiana. About three minutes left to go in the first quarter. And uh, other news, we pretty much had a standstill almost everywhere. Michigan State is up 7 nothing over Rutgers, as that extra point is good. So we'll give you an update on that number as it comes along. And pretty much at a status quo almost everywhere else. The other game that I know Danny's all over. Uh, Danny, what do you have for me? UConn up 14-3 over Liberty with a total of 52.5. UConn a 2.5-point underdog still. Oh, yeah, big time on that one. Yeah, <laughs> Liberty laying two in the hook right now, down 11. It's tempting, man. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not sure if UConn can hang on to this one here, but I will respectfully pass in this spot, my friend. Was that a penalty on a field goal attempt for Missouri? Look at this. 
Missouri's still alive. We got a first and goal here for Missouri, down seven nothing against Tennessee. Two and change left to go in the first quarter. All right, we continue to monitor everything going on in these morning games. LSU in a super interesting spot on the road as road favorites against Arkansas. But when we come back, Brad Thomas, betting analyst, NBC Sports, is going to join us next here on Live Bet Saturday. Don't go anywhere as we keep track of all the morning action in college football. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7. 
or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. the thrills of fight night with Ariel Hawani and BetMGM. Just log into your account today to receive an Ariel Hawani parlay boost token for the fight at Madison Square Garden today. Add a parlay wager on the MMA showdown to your bet slip to the active uh, to activate the token. You can parlay must have at least four legs and a maximum stake of $100. If your boosted wager hits, you'll boost your winnings by 20%. No opt-in is required. Just log into your BetMGM sports account and you'll automatically receive this parlay boost token. Go for the knockout with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. All right, so this is, again, as we're looking for angles in-game for these contests, the one that I am watching very closely is this LSU-Arkansas game. As somebody who pre-flop took a uh, bad number at three and a half. And this is setting up to be pretty interesting too if LSU can't get this. So uh, they have a fourth and one right now, Danny, LSU does, as you're watching this game too. It's from about their own 25, somewhere around there. I doubt that they're going to go for this and it does look like they are going to call a timeout. But here's, how how about this note really quickly before we get to our guest, Brad Thomas. Starting field position on average in this early portion of this game. For LSU, their own 15 yard line. For Arkansas, the opposing 41. I feel like that's something that's probably not going to continue uh, in favor of Arkansas. What say you? Yeah, I, I would probably concur with you there. And you and I kind of hoping right now that we don't get anything out of LSU and that we can get this number uh, under three, which I did just see it jump down now to two and a half, although you're laying minus a buck 25, minus 120. Uh, money line minus 155 for LSU. At that point, I'll probably just go with the spread. Uh, with the Tigers. They don't want to fade you here, but I know you're kind of looking for an out. So I don't feel as guilty, but I'll probably be jumping in on LSU. Yeah. In this oh, yeah, I think so. And I think it look, does look like it might make the most sense that they're going to punt this thing away and it'll go in that direction. All right, let's welcome in Brad Thomas. Nice enough to give us some time here today, betting analyst for NBC Sports. Uh, Brad, we appreciate it, man. So let's just start. You know, we're watching this LSU Arkansas game. I know I was looking through some of your plays. I know you're not involved from a, a pre flop standpoint, but what were your thoughts on LSU, who went off as a five point favorite on the road after the news of KJ Jefferson's injury? You know, I, I talked about this on the, uh, the NBC Sports show today that don't go chasing that line. You know, when the line moved, I feel like you kind of missed out on that number. Um, you know, Brian Kelly, is, 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 his game plan is not making sense to me. Like, you have a run game that can beat this Arkansas team. Why are you putting the ball in Daniel's hand? We've seen by the turnovers already, you know. So um, I, I will probably get in some action live, um, but I'd probably want somewhere like one and a half. Um, I don't even want to, like, stress two because I don't want that push. I'd rather just win outright if I'm taking a team who's losing. Hey, Brad, we were talking about this spot earlier, and it looks like you have some interest in it, but Ole Miss coming off a bye, taking on the Crimson Tide, who are desperate for any type of success on the road, and it seems like it could be a situational spot where you go, all right, Saban's got his guys fired up. They're not going to get another loss. They have to get an impressive win, but I don't know. JVT and I were thinking that Alabama's just shown us signs that they cannot be trusted in these spots. Ole Miss still has a chance to go deep in terms of their bowl lives and potentially the college football playoff, I suppose. But, man, I, I find it hard to believe that trusting Alabama in the spot would be the right side. 
Yeah, no, um, I cannot back Alabama um, with these points here. Historically, Alabama struggled against dual threat quarterbacks. I think Lane Kiffin knows that, you know, being on the Alabama staff, being a one-time uh, assistant coach there, he's going to use Jackson Dart and his legs and his arm to kind of stifle this Alabama team. Um, if you look at Alabama this season on the road, they've been less than impressive at Arkansas, bad uh, at Texas, lucky to win that game. Um, but it's just been weekend and week out LSU. We don't need to talk about that. Tennessee, we know what happens there. When your head coach, especially the coach of the caliber of Nick Saban, is openly saying that he's going to give some other guys in the secondary a chance, mm-hmm. it's not because he wants to see what he has. It's because the guys who are starting and the guys who are getting regular playing time are underperforming. Um, and I think, I think Lane Kiffin is going to be able to exploit that. This is supposed to be an Alabama defense that was, was going to be one of the best in the country. It doesn't matter how good your defensive line is or, or what the expectation of your defensive line is. If you can't cover anyone and you're missing easy assignments, you're going to have a hard time. So we talk about the historics, right? Let's look at Alabama over their last six road games. One in five against the spread. Alabama against Ole Miss. Three and seven against the spread in their last ten. So this is just too many points for me. I think the key will be what happens in this game between LSU and Arkansas. I think if LSU, if LSU ends up somehow losing this game, we might see a little bit more motivation on one side. But if LSU wins this game, all the motivation is going to be on Ole Miss. They're going to, they're going to, they, they have Alabama right where they want them, a vulnerable Alabama. I'm not saying that Ole Miss will win this game, but I'd be shocked to see Alabama cover this number. So Arkansas just got completely burned on a, uh, a quarterback keeper on a read option. However, there was a false start right before the snap. Uh, so Daniels, <laughs> which looked like it was going to get like 60 yards on a run, it is now going to be a punt for LSU on this fourth and six. So again, Danny, kind of what we're talking about here, uh, what we wanted – is kind of transpiring, and this is going to be a fake punt for LSU on a fourth and six, and they're going to get it. So just over the wow. first down line, uh, this is going to be LSU first down at about their own 27-yard line it. or so. Um, they, yeah, look, you got to do what you got to do, but there's another flag on the play, so we'll see if maybe this goes <laughs> against LSU. Uh, all right, Brad Thomas with us, NBC Sports. So, Brad, uh, let's go to a game later today in the Pac-12. Uh, pretty interesting spot and a pretty interesting future for Oregon. Um, their only loss is to Georgia. They want to continue, of course, to rack up the wins at potential style points to be alive in the committee's eyes for a potential playoff berth. And I would say, as a one-loss conference champion, they have a very good shot of that if they can at least achieve that goal. Are you laying it here with Oregon? By the way, a hold on the punt team for LSU. So they're most definitely going to punt this now, this time around. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lay with Oregon. Um, this is kind of a scary situation. Uh, Oregon is, it has most of the best, but some reason the line went from 13 to 12. But I trust this Oregon team here. Bo Nix is playing at a Heisman caliber level. Uh, since that Georgia game, I feel like they're, putting, they're hanging 45 on every single team. But what no one's talking about this Oregon team is how great they've been defensively. And now you have a Washington team who comes in here who, at the beginning of the season, we were always giving them credit for their defensive success last year. And I think the books and the betters started to realize that they are not good defensively, and you're asking a lot, a lot of Michael Penix Jr. to keep up with this Oregon team. I really do like this Oregon team, and um, not that I'm actively rooting against TCU. Um, I just think that Oregon's a better team than TCU, so I want them to make it to the playoffs and have their legitimate shot at the, at the national championship. So then let's talk about that TCU matchup happening later today. 
They're catching now seven in the hook in some spots against the Longhorns. I think uh, Chris Felica had a stat that was discussed on VEASAN, something about like the first time an undefeated team going against a three-loss team has been catching more than a touchdown. But, I I mean, man, this market's been nuts, all in favor of the Longhorns. By the way, totals at about 65 in the hook. What should betters be looking for in this spot, Brad? Yeah, so I I couldn't blame you if you want to take either side, Texas or TCU. I can make a strong argument. My strongest argument on this is going to be the sweatiest one, and it's not going to be popular by by any means. I think only 20% of the action is actually on the side that I am on, and that is under 65. Hear me out. I know two teams that are absolutely massive in scoring points. TCU has The total has gone over 65 in all but one of the TCU games. What TCU has wanted to do against this Texas team is run the ball with Kendra Miller. He's one of the best running backs in the country. But surprisingly... Texas has one of the better run defenses in college football. They're uh, top 30 in rush yards allowed. Uh, They have a PFF run defense grade of 90.7, which is good for top 10 in the country. That's putting a lot of pressure on Max Duggan to throw the ball down the field. Um, If you want to look at the head-to-head between these two, the under is 5-2 in the last seven. The under is 5-1 in the last six games played in Austin. Both teams are going to want to run the ball. Uh, I think that... If they can keep, if they can keep uh, Kendra Miller from, from making these explosive plays, because he is an explosive running back, uh, TCU actually leads the nation in, in explosive uh, runs per game, then it will be an easy under. I'm not saying anything in betting is easy, especially when you have these two teams. But anytime I see the public on a total and I'm on the opposite side, I'm totally cool with it. Brad Thomas with us. All right, Brad, we got 60 seconds left with you. Uh, yeah. Let us know any, in terms of everything else on the board. Do you have anything else that stuck out to you? Uh, it just stuck out to me. Yeah, I would probably say Penn State team total over 33 and a half. They're playing against a Maryland team who is one of the worst in touchdown rate defensively. They're allowing touchdowns on 28% of their opponent's drives. Penn State's been hot, except for the two games where they played the number two and number three team in the country. Brad, it's good to talk to you. Thank you very much for your time today. Awesome stuff. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Take care. At Mr. Brad Thomas up on Twitter. All right, a couple of updates here. Uh, first of which is Tennessee is into the end zone 13-7 now uh, with an extra point coming. Got about 14 minutes left to go in the second quarter. And uh, I don't know what kind of loose ball it was, but it was a loose ball that was pounced on. <laughs> I think it was on. a backward pass, maybe. Okay. Well, LSU is going to recover that football well into Arkansas territory. This is what you were waiting for. I was kind of hoping that Arkansas would be able to get rid of this, and we'll see. So we'll see what the end game update is there as we wait for it in LSU and Arkansas. We'll come back second hour live that Saturday along the way. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX 80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. 
It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 